This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, presented by McConnell Automotive on Sports Radio 105.5 FM, online at WNSP.com, and on the WNSP app. The Dew Sweepers is also brought to you by the Taylor Martino Rowan Law Firm, Stokely Garden Express, Taco Mama, and Strixon Cleveland Golf. Now, stepping up to the tee, here's Golf Digest Top 50 and Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, Tony Ruggiero. Good morning, everybody, and welcome into the Dew Sweepers. Once again, as always, on the Dew Sweeper lesson tee here on WNSP, trying to help all of you. I'm Tony Ruggiero, trying to help all of you play your best golf. And uh, if you've been listening to the show lately, you obviously are aware of that uh, we're playing selections on the show from my podcast Tour Coach, which is available wherever you get get your uh, you know wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Google Play, Spotify. Uh, Apple, whatever it is. Anyways, the tour coach. So, and these are these conversations from around the world of golf. We've got a fantastic one today. Uh, obviously, distance is a factor. Everybody wants to hit it further. I figured out or learned and as a, in my pursuit to try to understand more about what's going on in the golf swing and to understand how to help people play better, I, that understanding a little more of biomechanics and involving biomechanics in my instruction and my understanding was would would help and so i i started doing stuff with some dr scott lynn many of you heard him before on the show he's been, it's been a while though but dr lynn is one of the top biomechanics experts in the in the world of golf and um we have a conversation about how to integrate biomechanics the understanding of it into your into your golf instruction into your golf swing into your practice so really good conversation here if you want to hit it further you kind of want to understand a little bit more how to hit it further and the use of biomechanics uh, this is a great opportunity for you here on the Dew Sweepers today. We're talking with Dr. Scott Lynn. So anyways, we take this over the Thanksgiving weekend. And once again, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. We're kind of cruising into the holidays right now. Um, but we, once again, we've got a fantastic show on tap for you. Before we get to that, I do want to bring attention to the fact that, look, I hope none of you ever need an attorney. But if you do, you want the best, right? And uh, just like you'd go to the Golf Digest Top 50 or Best of State list, which I'm going to get to here in just a second, you, you want to go to the people that are recognized as the best and that where there's, you know, they've had the most successes, they've got the most resources, uh, they're the most passionate, uh, all of that stuff. Well, that is Taylor Martino and Rowan, my boy Ed Rowan. He's always grinding on his game. The only thing he grinds harder on than his golf game and his passion and his pursuit to get better is his passion and his pursuit to get you all that you are entitled to. Uh, he's the best in the business. They're the best in the business. They're going to get you what you're entitled to. So give us a call at two, uh, give Ed a call at 251-433-3131. That's 251-433-3131. And one other point there too, I thought's cool is they have, if you go to their website for Taylor Martino and Ryan, you can live chat with somebody. I often find that even easier to ask some questions and stuff than just calling. So Taylor Martino and Rowan, uh, you can go do their live chat, ask questions about, you know, your situation, get some advice, um, or just give them a call at 433-3131. They're the best in the business. Taylor Martino and Rowan. And we also can't forget our boy Blaine Stokely, Stokely's Midtown Garden Express. Blaine's got a great set of Shrixons. He loves to work on his game. and But more importantly, they're doubled the size of their greenhouses down at Stokely's Midtown Garden Express there at the Loop on Government. And they've got, I mean, they got everything you need to make your house 
inside and out, ready for the holidays. Poinsettias, you've got holiday flowers, you've got decorations, uh, everything you need uh, to make your tree, your house smell and look like you want it for when everybody is there is, is at Stokely's Midtown Garden Express. Check them out. Got a pretty cool Facebook page also, Stokely's Midtown Garden Express. Um, anyway, so lots going on. Um, welcome a new sponsor also to the Dew Sweepers, uh, Visor Skincare. It's visorskincare.com. Uh, you can get a discount code is Dew Sweeper. So check that out. Visor Skin Care. Uh, discount code Dew Sweeper. It's the best stuff. Uh, I'll go into it later here on the show and in a, in a, in a commercial spot, but check out Visor Skin Care. Um, lots of talk about, you know, I get lots of questions here as we go to the tip of the week. Question recently was like, hey, you know, we're getting ready to get some crummy weather. We're going to get some of that rainy 50, 60 degree weather where it's just nasty out. What would be one thing you could tell me that I could do inside that would help me get better for when the weather gets good and the new season's upon us? And I, I, I you know, I chuckled a little because I post these things a lot. And, and my wife, Yvonne, I make her do them sometimes when we're out and about. I put it in a Thanksgiving post, but one legged pivot drills. That, my friends, would be the number one thing you could do on this on the in the when the weather's not great, you can't get outside. One legged pivot drill. What do I mean by that? I mean getting your golf posture, cross your arms over your chest, you're bent, you're hinged and bent at the hips, right? Bent over just like you're gonna dress a ball. Then lift if you it doesn't matter you're gonna do both legs, but you're gonna lift your left leg so that it's at a bent at the knee at a ninety degree angle, and you're gonna rotate and turn back into your right leg, and you're going to do reps of those just standing and balanced by yourself. And then you're going to switch legs, okay? And what this does is this helps you build stability and the ability to rotate into your trail leg and then unload and decelerate and unwind into your lead leg. Doing these types of exercises are fantastic. You see them all the time on our YouTube page. You can go to Dew Sweepers on YouTube. Just type in the Dew Sweepers, and we've got all kinds of exercises, drills, things for you to use uh, when you're practicing the game. It's the I'm telling you, one-legged pivot drills. If you start doing this, just try it for a week or two, and then hit some. And when you hit balls in a week or two, tell me if you don't feel like you load better going back and you turn through the ball better. One-legged pivot drills. I'm telling you, the best thing you could do for yourself right uh, now. Uh, but uh, anyways, we got a fantastic show. Like I said, int- excited about the um, excited for uh, having Dr. Scott Lynn on. Also excited about our new sponsor. Got so much good stuff going on. And look, we're putting out content every day, basically every week. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Dew Sweeper, or just go to YouTube. I just mentioned it. We've got tons of content out there, basically daily. Slow down a hair over the holidays, but over Thanksgiving, I was I took a few days off. But uh, look, putting content out there. There's always a video, something that'll help your game. Go to YouTube. It's where everything is at now. YouTube. Type in the Dew Sweeper, or if you want some pretty cool video, like content shows that are going to last 15, 20 minutes that really give you an inside look behind the scenes, inside the ropes, look at teaching how to get better. All you got to do is type in uh, pro work, type in pro work. When you go into YouTube or just go to Google and type in pro work by Bushnell. Um, Fantastic content series that we have out there right now. So pro work, do sweepers on YouTube and look, don't forget the tour coach, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, you know, Google Play, whatever it is, uh, Apple, uh, 
Spotify, check out more of these sit downs, more of these conversations. And we've got a huge one coming next week also. So stay tuned for that. But also want to give a shout out, uh, was texted to me just the other day, uh, yesterday, the new golf digest, the top 50, the best in state, um, has, has hit the door for people that subscribe to the magazine. I believe the digital information on it and the, and it hitting the newsstands for golf digest, Butch is on the cover with Ricky Fowler, uh, Anyway, so but some kudos go out to some local teachers. First of all, Mark Blackburn becomes the number one teacher in the uh, in the United States rated by Golf Digest and his peers up in Birmingham. Huge honor for him. Well deserved. He's he's teaching half the PGA Tour right now, but doing a fantastic job. Also, kudos, 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 kudos to um, Wayne Flint, who comes in number three in the state. And uh, other notables, Morgan Hale moved up to number five in the state. I thought that was fantastic. You see her here at the Dew Sweepers all the time and Dew Sweepers downtown. And um, uh, Michael Brisbane, local here, Mobile. Michael uh, Michael moved up to seven, I believe. And Ray Schusler from over at the Country Club of Mobile came in um, uh, came in eighth, I believe. So some local area golf instructors recognized for their contributions and the job they're doing. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yours truly here finished number 24 out of the top 50 nationally, number two in the state. I'm always appreciative and thankful for the opportunity and for the recognition from my peers. So uh, very cool stuff hitting the newsstands now. Congratulations to all those instructors and in the local area. Keep pushing yourself to try to get better. I, th- I thought the rankings were pretty spot on, to be honest. So uh, anyways, Heading now into the break here with the Dew Sweepers. Don't forget, lots of stuff going on, and we appreciate our sponsors. As I said earlier, Taylor Martino and Rowan, Stokely's Midtown Garden Express. Can't forget our boy Mitch McConnell, McConnell Automotive. They're the best. They keep me driving my enclaves and looking good. Our The folks at Bushnell, Bushnell Golf, and you also can't forget Vineyard Vines that keep us looking good. So all of our sponsors, along with the new one, VisorSkinCare.com, VisorSkinCare.com. And don't forget, your discount code is DoSweeper. We'll be right back with the Tour Coach Podcast and more help for your golf game. Watch that backswing and keep it out of the rough. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP, presented by McConnell Automotive. Once again, your host, Tony Ruggiero. All right, so sitting in with me here the end of Thanksgiving weekend here on the Tour Coach. It's been a minute uh, since I've had him on, and uh, been a minute since I've, we've actually worked together, but he's going to be down hanging out with us. Uh, just, golly, it's hard to believe that's just over a month, though, Doc. But uh, at Old Palm, Dr. Scott Lynn, the resident uh, smartest guy in the Dew Sweeper room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here wrapping up Thanksgiving weekend looking at a bottle of rum here. Down in the keys, and uh, but uh, anyways, uh, great to have you on. Looking forward to having you uh, at Old Palm here just in January. In fact, we've had a couple people sign up because they're uh, really interested in the biomechanics aspects of it. And um, I'll just uh, kind of introduce you briefly, although most people know we've worked together and such. But you know, uh, I'm always trying to figure out why some things that. I have a player might work or don't work or different things. And we met with uh, through Swing Catalyst, all the stuff you've done and part of them. And I've done some stuff. I obviously had a Swing Catalyst a long time. And one of the things I've always liked about the way we've worked together is uh, I tell people, you know, when I first started wanting to, 
you know, know more about biomechanics, I'd go to some of these seminars and I'd sit there for an hour and you'd be, I'd be like a glazed donut by the end, like everything just <laughs> sailing over. Uh, right. uh, but like, you know, you were able to take things that obviously can be technical and be complicated, but apply them in ways uh, that, that anybody can use and, and any teacher can use. And I think that's one of the points here for the folks listening is just, just because you're doing some technical stuff doesn't mean it has to be complicated. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So I think that's why I enjoy working with, you know, the do sweepers because we get a bunch of people in the room. Nobody has an ego. We're all just trying to make people better. Right. And, um, it's been, I mean, I think what, what you do really well is you kind of bring people back to the middle. Um, cause you know, like I've studied a lot under Mike Adams and we've mm-hmm. worked together quite a bit on his different posting styles. And I know you're, you're really big into the, uh, into the pivot, right? Creating yeah, a pivot. Absolutely. And I think, um, that's super important is getting people's pivot correct. Um, but I think, you know, it's possible to go too far in a good direction too. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, say I identify somebody as being more of a left leg dom- dominant golfer, a lead leg dominant golfer, and I give them some things that work, you know, in our little, you know, one hour session or whatever, they might go off and say, well, a little bit's good. So like a ton might, must be way better. Um, which yeah. isn't always the case, right? Like, and, and I remember Mike Adams, um, he told me I was more right leg dominant golfer. So I load more into my trail side and get a little more kind of horizontal motion coming into the golf ball. And he was the first golf teacher that told me that's okay. Like most golf teachers are like, no, don't sway off it. Like that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Like that's a you know cardinal sin in golf. And he was like, no, you can do that. That's totally fun. So he gave me that. And I was like, and I was hitting that great. And I was like, perfect. So I went away. And I overdid it a ton. Mm-hmm. And I was like, get way off it and hit these big hooks and blocks. I went back to see Mike a couple of weeks later and I was like, Mike, this thing you told me to do is not working. And I hit one shot. He's like, dude, one aspirin works. You don't take the whole bottle. Right. Right. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that makes sense. And I think, you know, there, there have been multiple cases, I think, where you and I have worked together with somebody and maybe I give them something and they go way too far one direction. You kind of bring them back. Uh, I'm thinking mostly of um, what's his name? Nick in uh, in at uh, Hamilton Farm there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've tested him a bunch, and he's kind of—I think he's a little more lead side dominant. Um, but I think he kind of overdid it for a bit, and you brought him back to the middle, and he had a great season this year, right? He, he really he did. Won. I mean, Nick played yeah. really, really well, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, such a good uh, club professional and a great teacher in his own right as well. And and yeah, totally. You know, and I and that's—I've always, you know, I've always looked at the work we do for like, you know, like to, I like to take a player that. General, a lot of times, I'll send you stuff not when their person's hitting it bad, but like say, right. "Hey, this this player, this guy, this girl's striping it. Hey, yeah. help me understand more why they're why why this stuff that I'm doing is working, right?" Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of it comes down to matchups, um, mm-hmm. which I think you guys do very well. Is matching up kind of where the club is in space with how their lower body works, and that's what I'm finding a lot with some of the work I'm doing now. And it's interesting, a lot of it has stems from the work I'm doing in baseball. Because obviously in baseball, the ball moves around, right? The ball's right. high in the zone, low in the zone. And I've looked at a lot of good hitters and how they adapt to the ball in different places um, with their lower body is super interesting. And so we don't have to do that in golf, right? We can put the ball wherever the heck we want to put it. Um, and then we can put our hands wherever the heck we want to put them. And so I think that's what I've been doing quite a bit recently is instead of trying to change somebody's pivot or how they're using the ground, if they have really efficient lower body mechanics and they're creating some good forces, I just try to match the club up to be in the right position where those forces will actually work. Um, and like one example, we just had a, a little um, 
webinar deal we did with uh, Swing Catalyst, and we had Jason Bale on there, who's working now with with uh, with Lucas. Mm-hmm. And um, Lucas, we know forever, right? He likes to hit a draw, yep. and he has a lot of that horizontal force, which is the shallower of the club. And he was getting it way too shallow. Um, and if that club gets too shallow for him, he doesn't have the torque or the rotational force to make that matchup work. So Jason actually is working to get him a little less shallow. He was saying he was hitting shallow fats, which are a very interesting problem, right? You don't see that mm-hmm. too often where a guy's super shallow and still getting right. fat. Um, but that, was, that wasn't that was a good matchup. When he kept going lateral and had that club super shallow, he didn't have the torque come from the ground to match it up, and he wasn't playing so well. And so Jason's actually, you know, the opposite problem of what you do with 90% of amateurs is he actually tried to steepen him out a little bit to get it to match up to what his lower body does really well. Um, and obviously had some, a lot of success last fall. So, um, yeah, I think that that's kind of the thing that, that I've been working on a lot recently and, and having a lot of success with, which I think is super interesting. How, how do you go? So let's talk about, a, you know, because, look, we have tons of juniors that come to see us that come to yeah. my retreats that work with me, uh, young professionals uh, and recreational golfers, a lot of recreational golfers like – Nobody ever comes to us and says, hey, I want to hit it shorter, right? Totally. And so, you know, I think that also that, like, everybody hears to me, like, this gentleman was like, oh, I, you know, biomechanics, Scotland, I just want to hit it further. Like, they, that's like their buzzword, right? Biomechanics yeah. is about just hitting it further. But to me, right. it's not just always about hitting it further. I know we're going to talk not about that. But, yeah. but a lot of times it's about being more efficient, being able to re- to get somebody to deliver the club the same way each time or have more control over the club head so they can control the golf ball better. I mean, biomechanics is a lot of things. It's not just creating speed. I agree. Yeah. And like, I've worked a lot with that recently as well as, you know, getting, you know, path to be better. You know, you'll see those people that come in and I had a couple of good players that came in recently. Um, one of them being, uh, one of the girls on my wife's team, she's a college golfer and and she came in with her path, like six, seven to the right. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you can't play six, seven to the right. There's those blocks and hooks are going to come in there. Like that's just not a playable club path. Um, and so, yeah, we, we use some biomechanical techniques to get her path down to like two or so. Um, and, and, you know, the strikes were more solid. They were less kind of glancing blows on the golf ball. It wasn't curving as much. Um, so yeah, there, it, it applies to every kind of aspect of, of movement. And, you know, even, you know, stuff that Joe Mayo is doing with Hovland on chipping, there's a lot of biomechanics associated with that, how he posts up through it and delivers that club. Um, you know, anytime you move that golf club, there's some biomechanics associated with it, and we can get more efficient putting, chipping, all those things. So talk about, for, so for some golfers that say, uh, you talked about fixing somebody that was too in to out, and obviously, yeah. you, you know, with that's generally speaking, better players, right? I mean, we don't get, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you do get some, but play a player that's too in to out and been struggling with that, and then let's do the flip side, you know, somebody that's too because we've done this plenty, especially with some of our, you know, even some we get a lot of lower handicaps where the club's just a little too steep coming out of the top, yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, let's kind of go through those scenarios. Obviously, I do a lot to try to get fix the backswing and how they load first. Like, you know, yeah. I think the better the player, the sooner we can fix it going back. It, it seems to work better for me. But talk about yeah. your approach of how you kind of fix a couple of those path things with some of the things that you do. Well, in general, um, creating a little bit more load into the trail side and creating a little more lateral motion mm-hmm. is going to shallow the club out. Right. Um, and so you'll see that in Lucas Glover. You'll see that in a lot of people that 
Um, but it's not always the case. And that's the cool thing about biomechanics and, and you know, actually working with human beings is I've seen the opposite. I've seen people that go mm -hmm. lateral and it cheapens it somehow. So um, there's so many variables that go into why a human moves the way they do and why they swing the club the way they do. I always say human beings are so messy. Um, but that is something that in general, I would say, um, if somebody's way over the top, getting them a little bit more turn behind it, a little bit more into their trail side and introducing that little bit of a lateral shift into the lead side, um, should shallow it out and get them a little less out to in or a little less, you know, leftward swing direction for a right-handed player. Um, and then the opposite, I, I try to add torque to, or rotational force to, uh, to in to out people. So generally that's the one you've seen me do that drill with the band, right? Where we attach yeah. it uh, to their lead hip and get them kind of clearing with their lead hip there. Um, that's one that I think is super important for, um, like I've learned a lot of that about that from baseball players because with mm -hmm. baseball, the ball's up in the air, right? Which they're already shallow. If the ball's like up at chest high, right? You got to be shallow to hit that thing. Cause if you're steep, you're not going to get to it. So the, the plane, the plane of the thing has to be super shallow. And so, um, that's super important is getting those rotational forces happening. Um, and I think what I'm starting to learn now is cause I've seen a lot of bad players that, um, can put some good forces into the ground, but it's them decelerating those forces and getting them into the club that's important. And so, you know, we've been talking with um, a lot of physical trainers about like deceleration type drills in the gym that are more important. So I think to me, that's something that, you know, for speed and for control, and this is what I'm learning from these baseball guys is the deceleration. Cause I've seen some really good baseball players that have these incredible deceleration patterns. And then, you know, there's some bad baseball players that can put a lot of forces in, but if you can't decelerate your body to get those forces into the club or the bat, um, then they're kind of useless to you. And I think that's where we get inefficiencies popping up and then we get injuries too. Because if you've got a lot of force going in the system and you can't break it, um, parts of your body will start to break down. And that's kind of a hypothesis we're starting to look at. Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweepers, and you've been listening to me and Dr. Scott Lynn, golf biomechanics expert, talk about biomechanics and instruction in the golf swing. Hopefully it's given you some uh, inside look on how to improve your golf game. If you like everything you hear, make sure you check out other Tour Coach conversations and podcasts wherever it is you get your podcast. Just type in the Tour Coach, or you can always check out our video content series on YouTube by typing in Pro Work. I'll be right back with more help for your golf game. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Keep it in the fairway with Golf Digest Top 50 and Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, Tony Ruggiero. This is Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, which is playing the Tour Coach Podcast, and it's our sit-down with Dr. Scott Lynn this week on biomechanics in the golf swing. Don't forget... This episode of the Dew Sweepers is brought to you not only by our good friends at Taylor Martino and Rowan, but Stokely's Midtown Garden Express. They've got everything you need. So stay tuned. You're going to learn something here about biomechanics and how to swing the golf club faster and hit the golf ball better. So like you go back to, um, you know, uh, somebody that's too steep out of the top. One thing yeah. I've found and, and 
tell me if I'm, but like, I think, you know, everybody, look, it doesn't take a lot to go through an Instagram and see a bunch of stuff where people are telling you to turn, right? I mean, yeah, and, sure. and to me, it seems like you get you, you, some of these folks and a lot of them to me are good players and they, they're just miffed that they can't, you know, they get a little too steep or whatever out of the top yeah. and, yeah. and is they're, they're trying to turn too soon out of the top. Like don't understand that, you know, if you've made a good turn off it, there's got to be some shift. And, you know, yeah, that's one totally. of the things I've picked up with you. I know Mike uh, had the force pedal and, and did a lot with that. I use half a tennis ball because um, sure, they're just easier to find around, totally. right? But, uh, <laughs> and cheaper. And cheaper, yeah. and cheaper, right? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, those force pedals can break you. But, uh, yeah. but like, I, I think that's kind of a misunderstanding there is, like, people think you just, you know, have to turn out of the top. But that's, again, where – what you talked about just a minute ago about understanding the matchups, like where you are, you know, I think that's one of yeah. the biggest things I've learned from you. And also with Colby working together, one, understanding how the body works and then understanding how these different matchups work. Like, do you need more lateral? Do you need more rotary, you know, yeah. and, and what's causing them to not be able to do it, you know, yeah. do the matchup correctly. And I think the, the deceleration pattern is huge for those people that are kind of turning too quickly out of their trail side and getting that club to steepen. Um, because to load into your trail side, like as you turn your pelvis on top of your trail side, you have to, there's a deceleration that ha- pattern that has to happen in your trail leg. And if that doesn't happen, you can kind of roll to the outside of your foot. And then I think that puts you in an unstable position that makes the transition really difficult. Um, and so, you know, we used to, you know, when people would roll the outside of their foot on the back, so we used to put one of those ro- tennis balls or mm-hmm. we do something to kind of bank their foot in. Um, but the banking their foot in is more of a lateral kind of a fix. But if it's a rotational problem, then it didn't fix it. Because I've had some, you know, sometimes if we bank their foot in or have them, you know, just use that to fix them getting to the outside of their foot. And, and this is stuff we're learning now because we have our dual plates now for Swing Catalyst. So we have each foot on a separate plate. So you can see where the forces are kind of leaking out of the system. And, and that's what I'm really interested in. So um, a good fix for those people is you tell them to take the carpet under their right foot or the trail foot if they're a right-handed golfer right foot and try to twist it externally. Well, you're going to feel like you're trying to twist the mat um, with your right foot, but because there's friction between your foot and the mat, your foot's not going to turn. So if I twist my foot in the ground, that puts a good deceleration pattern into my uh, trail hip, which I think can make transition a lot easier. So uh, I've used that a bunch recently with some really good players and had some, some good success. So I think rolling to the outside of your foot is not always the same problem because we see that a bunch, right? right. In the, on the pressure plate, you see the, you know, the outside of the foot, or they lose the inside of the foot, they kind of roll to the outside. And to me, that's not a good move for anyone. I mean, maybe uh, we had a Josh Koch, one of the long drive guys on our mm-hmm. uh, spring catalyst thing recently. And he actually, we fixed that for him and it lost him some speed because, you know, um, long drive is a different thing than golf. Different right? animal, like, right. But getting him getting to the outside of his foot allowed him to get his hand path way further out, right? Because obviously I can get my hands further away if I roll the outside of my foot. Mm-hmm. And he was athletic enough to recover and hit one at a six in the grid and, you know, make some money doing long drive. Um, but so that's interesting. Like, you know, but I would say most likely in golf, that's not a good thing. Like rolling to the outside and, of your foot. And don't you think too, like with the growth and obviously the stuff where you have, you know, teachers teaching long drive guys, but like to me, they're not the same animal because like, you know, no, long not. drive is just about speed and how hard you can hit it, right? And so, like, yeah. to me, that goes beyond, like, you know, with uh, with a tour player or a, rec- a good player, 
we're trying to maximize speed but still maintain control. And there's a point. Yeah, you still got to go find it, right? Yeah, right. right. And there's like to me, it's like I, I, I was telling somebody the other day, like, you know, your job's to go figure out, like, at what point do I get going too fast? And it diminishes, like, you know, like the benefit that I get for the little bit of distance I've picked up sure. isn't worth totally. isn't worth like the the accuracy Those two and the foul control. Ball, triple bogey misses. Yeah, no, I agree. Right? So, so do- I mean. It- it's always the, and especially with the college players that I work with, that's always they always come in wanting more speed because everybody's looking for the, you know, one eighty five ball speed or one ninety ball speed, and uh, yeah, there is a you know a point of diminishing returns, but I think you know that's where speed gains need to take a little bit of time because if you do take time with them, um, then you know maybe you can just add a little bit at a time, learn to control it, add a little bit more, learn to control it, add a little bit more, um, and that can be fine. Um, but yeah, it's. Long drive, I mean, long drive, they have six balls, I believe, and if one of them gets within a 100-yard grid, you can be world champion. The other five could leave the planet. Um, <laughs> that's not golf, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> If you do that in regular golf, you're going to be a 40 handicap. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's a different animal. And that's where I think, you know, I've worked with enough of those long drive guys. Their golf swings and their long drive swings are not the same thing. Like if you watch Kyle Berkshire hit a golf swing like where he's actually trying to play golf it's not a long drive swing they're they're different things you know and i'd always said that too i actually said that to you know to bryson i was walking with him at a live event yeah. you know andy was there and we were talking about the days back when he was on the the walker trying cup with robbie shelton yeah. right and oh yeah and, and, and he's hitting those little cuts and yeah and, yeah, yeah. And, and i said like you know i just said we've got talking about the kind of the journey he'd been on and and you know uh it obviously had a bunch of success but like you know, I said, like, you know, the thing to me is he always had an extra gear back when he was coming out of college. Like, he totally. had, you know, he had his stock driver, but then yeah. he had this one where he could really let it fly and he kind of let the heel go more. And, you know, it was yeah. a bit obviously. But he crazy. would use it sparingly right on a wide open hole where if you miss it a little bit, whatever you punch right. out, you're still. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I worked with him back in the fall a little bit. Um and it was the same thing. He said he hit it the best in 2018 before he went on that speed journey mm-hmm. when he won. He won in Detroit. He won the, a couple of other tournaments. Um, and he made a funny comment. He said he he he, put it, he hit it like shit when he won the U.S. Open. Um, he said he got a couple of good lives in the rough and he putted like really well. Other than that, like he didn't he didn't feel like he hit it that well. So, um, yeah, it, it's an interesting, you know, after he won that U.S. Open trying to bomb every, every hole. People thought that was the answer, and I think people are kind of backing off a hair from that um, now. And and don't you think, too, like, I mean, it was a good lesson, too, I think, for a lot of people coming up. Uh, I mean, that like, you know, one, there's a lot of different ways. Like, that quote you just said is, like, there's a lot of different ways to win a golf tournament, especially a major. Totally. And, I mean, obviously, there's examples of, like, where the guy that won just striped the shit out of it all week, right? Um, But you could go back to that wing foot, like, you know, I was working with Lucas at that point. Like, man, he striped the hell out of it that week, right? Yeah. But the fairways yeah. were so narrow. Like, yeah. striping it, did, I mean, you were still going to miss 50% of your fairways, even if you striped it. Yeah, so you might you as know? well be way 50 yards down. <laughs> right? But, like, <laughs> lag putting was such a big deal that week. Totally. You know? Yeah, no, it's it's a very interesting. And, I mean, you you look at some of the that Harmon guy winning the mm-hmm. British Open this year. And so, yeah, it's possible to win. I mean. Watch that guy hit it. It's not impressive, but you look at his scorecard every every week, and you're like, "Wow, that's pretty impressive." So, uh, lots of different ways to do it for sure. Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweepers, and you've been listening to me and Dr. Scott Lynn, golf biomechanics expert, talk about biomechanics and instruction in the golf swing. Hopefully, it's given you some 
uh, inside look on how to improve your golf game. If you like everything you hear, make sure you check out other Tour Coach conversations and podcasts. Wherever it is you get your podcast. just type in the Tour Coach, or you can always check out our video content series on YouTube by typing in ProWork. I'll be right back with more help for your golf game. Watch that backswing and keep it out of the rough. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP, presented by McConnell Automotive. Once again, your host, Tony Ruggiero. This is Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, which is playing the Tour Coach Podcast, and it's our sit-down with Dr. Scott Lynn this week on biomechanics in the golf swing. Don't forget, this episode of the Dew Sweepers is brought to you not only by our good friends at Taylor Martino and Rowan, but Stokely's Midtown Garden Express. They've got everything you need. So stay tuned. You're going to learn something here about biomechanics and how to swing the golf club faster and hit the golf ball better. So, uh, well, let's talk a little bit about the the advances in technology that are out there. Um, well, actually, before we do that, I want to talk about a little bit about, you know, so, you know, I remember one of the first times we I was doing something with you and you're saying like, you know, from the research you had, even people that would be more left side, lead side dominant, stack and tilty, if you will, just because people yeah. understand that, like sure. th- they still had 60 percent pressure or behind more, the yeah. ball or more. Right. Yeah. And I think yeah. that, that that's where I think like, you know, you, you talked about like uh, doing too much of a thing. Like, I think that's an area where. I call it more of a centered pivot, right? Sure. But but whereas like people think, oh, you know, I'm trending a little more to my lead side, and and a guy will do that. You may even get them centered up, and it's pretty good, sixty five percent, something like that. Sure. And and then they come back a month later, and they're eighty percent on the left, right? And they yeah, yeah they look totally. like their head's going to hit the ball on the downs on the back. So totally. And down. I think that. I mean, that's my hypothesis. I haven't measured them in a while, but that's my hypothesis what happened with uh, Nick uh, Nick out in, in New Jersey there. Like, mm-hmm. we worked together two summers ago when, when we were out in Jersey at, at Hamilton Farm. And, you know, I told him, I think he was getting like 85 into his right side, which I thought was too much for him. And then we worked together and got him to about 70 and hitting it good. And then I imagine over the months and months of working on that, he probably went, you know, down to the sixties, sure. whatever, too much. And then you centered him up, probably got him back to 70, 75, played really well. Um, so I think it's always a game. And I think that's why, you know, when you go to tournaments, the, the coaches are there most weeks is those margins are so fine for a good player. Um, I remember I always tell people we were at the players championship in 2018, I believe mm-hmm. it was a year that uh, Fleetwood shot like nothing at the U S open. So it was a few months before that. Um, and he went on our plate and hit five wedges five, six irons and five drivers. And every single one was within one or 2% of the pressure shift to the trail side. He was exactly the same every single time. And that's why, you know, some people talk to us about our technology being a perfect flat lie. You know, there's no elements. It's not really playing golf. Like why are we looking at our swings in these like indoor studios with, and I was like, well, that's where you figure out what your stock is. Right. And if mm-hmm. you don't know what your stock, is, how do you adjust on the golf course? If, if your stock is different, every little, sw- every swing indoors, on a perfect lie with no wind and no, you know, conditions and a perfect flat surface. Um, how are you, if, if your swing's different there, then you go out on the golf course, who knows what's going to, what's going to come out. But if you know what your stock is and then you go to the golf course and the ball's above your feet, okay, now we can adjust to that. Or the ball's below your feet or there's a little grass behind the ball or whatever it is. Um, so I think that's why it's important to do work indoors or like in a studio type environment or, you know, like in a bay 
in a perfect because then you can you can figure out what your stock is and when you got that dialed then figuring out how to adjust to conditions becomes a lot easier because you're adjusting from something. Um, but if everything's different in the bay, then who knows what's going to come I, out on the golf course. And, and I get people saying, you know, it's the deal about, because nobody's more about going to watch them play and all of that stuff than me. Yeah. But I, I always, I tell people all the time, I, I think one of the biggest things that, you know, I've had a swing catalyst forever, but at the time at the country club of mobile, we didn't have our facility built. And, and, yeah and I didn't have access to one all the time, but I wish during that stretch where Smiley played unbelievable golf for 18 yeah, months you could have measured that it. I yeah. would have had more data to be able for when the thing did get off the rails and yeah. we got to search in a little bit, there was more data to be able to say, no, no. I mean, this is what you were doing. Like, this is what you yeah. did. It was right. And, totally. uh, um, and him and I've talked about that recently, actually, like, you know, I, I wished I'd have had that because I think it, you know, I think it would have helped. And, and, you know, totally. that's helped me, uh, as much with like, with, with really good players as anything is actually getting the data when they're playing good versus Perfect. when they're playing bad. Like a lot of the stuff to me, when you, you and I sit there and we see somebody playing, pshy, I mean, we kind of know <laughs> what it is. Right. You know what I'm you, saying? Like but how it's got off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think that's good. Cause like, you obviously when what went off the rails with smiley i know he was struggling so much and he was in a bad place mm -hmm. and like and you were going up there well maybe try this or maybe try that and like you obviously didn't have a whole lot of confidence in what you were saying because who knows like there could be a million reasons why i was playing crappy um but if you had the data and you get them on there you're like hey this was you when you won the masters and this is you today it's actually not that far off we just need to do a little of this and it puts him in a better mood you're a little bit more confident about what you're saying so I think that's what the technology is great well, and, for. And I think, um, like, if we're using that example, the big thing was is, like, I, I felt fairly confident what some of the differences are, right, or, and, yeah. and were. Um, but the other thing to me is, like, but when a player starts that spiral, like, yeah. it's really hard to sh prove to them that they're not as far off as they think. Because I think totally. every player, when they have two days of bad you know, they don't practice well, isn't hitting it good. Like they think they're miles far away they from from playing good, right? Yeah. yeah. And and with good players, that could be three percent too much into your trail side. Mm -hmm. Like or three percent too much into your lead side or or whatever. Or like, you know a little too much five lateral meters, shift not enough torque. Or yeah, it, totally. It can be very small things. And I think having the technology helps you yeah convey that to them like look at this this is like really close to what it was when you almost won the masters we just got to do a little of this and we'll be good and i think that just gives the whole team more confidence in what's going on um yeah and it can be uh yeah because yeah i mean that obviously this game is a massively about confidence um uh -huh. and that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of what i uh what i impress on some of the college teams that i play with because you know college guys you know, the conference finals is, is pretty much their whole year, right? If we right. Play, you can play well the whole year and if you play shitty conference, you're no good to anyone. So um, we try to measure it as often as we can when it's going good. Um, and it's interesting that, you know, some of the top college teams recently have just purchased swing catalysts. So like Florida, who won the men's, has right. swing catalysts. Wake Forest, who won the women's, has swing catalysts. Oklahoma State has it. You know, so we got a lot of the top programs using it. So there, there's something to that because um, swing catalyst doesn't just have to be about teaching. I've heard a few college coaches say, I don't need that. Like they all have their own swing coaches. I don't want to teach them. And I was like, well, Oregon just bought it. I was at Casey Martin's place working with him and he's really bought into it because um, it, it is just archiving very simply, um, you know, because 
back in the day, biomechanics was putting all those little dots all over yeah. you, and you you feel like a robot, and you can't really swing normal. And but with swing house, you just hop on the plate, you hit a few, and we get some really good data that can that can help you quite a bit. So um, yeah, I think that's why you know it doesn't have to be about teaching; it can just be about archiving it when it's good, and then figuring out what's different when it goes off the rails because it, it will. <laughs> it's a hard well, game. And, and I've <laughs> said for years, like with all the things I've you know we've done at the PGA show, like I think one of the biggest the advantages of swing catalyst, I mean, is like just the way every player is in their own folder and it's all like, you know what I'm saying? Like where it's yeah. archived that way. Cause you're not yeah. like with older systems where you'd have to go scan across like all the top row to find different yeah. things or whatever. And, uh, you know, and you have the launch monitor data right yeah. in the same file as it. And, um, I'm probably not supposed to tell you this, but our, we're going to have a markerless motion capture system in our software soon. So it'll be able to see like it's working. So it should be uh, in the software in the next who knows how long. But um, so you'll have kind of like sports doc box type data in yeah. there as well. So it's going to be a, a, a whole solution for, for every, you know, you're going to have the kinematics, the movement data. You're going to have the force plate data all in the same uh, space with the with the launch monitor. So. Uh, if you can't find what's wrong with all that, then uh, I don't know. It probably is not findable. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, but I and I'm and we've talked about that, and and you and I talked about different, uh, you know, obviously different systems. And I've been waiting for the Swing Catalyst one to come out. I mean, I think I also think if everything's integrated into one, it's way better to have it all in one place. I, you know, from a totally, teaching yeah. and from a practicing. And I go back what you were saying too about colleges. Like, I think that uh, I'm finding more and more. Just even recreational players, there's so much more education out there. People know about what the traces are supposed to look like or what they think totally. they're supposed to be and and those types of things. Or, you know, like I just or what think the you, forces are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, we kind of took that model from TrackMan, right? Because right. when I first started for Swing Catalyst, TrackMan University was big and everybody was talking about paths and angle of attacks and swing directions and low points. And they, they made that kind of common knowledge that, you know, the average guy that goes on YouTube and watches – teachers starts to learn about it and you know my goal with the swing catalyst education was to make vertical force and torque and horizontal force and pressure shifts and all that kind of stuff be kind of in the vernacular of people that are you know that are just golfers mm -hmm. um and over the pandemic we had a lot of um a lot of you know guys buy swing catalyst for their basements or garages right. or whatever you know so it, it, our, our our customer base has expanded quite a bit beyond the golf teacher and you know, the golf course. Um, and so we got to make that information relevant to them. So um, we've been working on a few things to, to try to make the information a lot more relevant to, to the guy in his basement or, or in his, uh, you know, in his garage or whatever. And, and we do have a lot of people that message us saying, Hey, I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Is there anybody with swing catalyst near here? Um, and I know a lot of our users that have plates in, you know, places like that get a lot of business from that because, People want to see what their ground forces look like, and, and you know we send them off to them. So, um, yeah, it's been good. It's been uh, it's been a, a good learning experience. And you know, every time I get somebody on the plate, I learn something new. Um, it's a constant battle, kind of learning. And every time I work together with you guys, you know, we learn something new. And getting together with you know really good strength coaches or people that work in the physical training space, like Colby or Ben Shear or those guys. Mm -hmm. um, Cause that all applies as well. You know, if we see something on the plate that that we can't fix within a lesson, it might be a send them off to their strength coach and work on well, that, X, Y, or Z. You know, that was what you were one of the first people that pointed out 
uh, with a double peak in the verticals coming down. Yeah. Right. And you were yeah. like, Hey, I forget this was several years back, but you're like, Hey man, like this, this is a Colby deal, right? Yeah. Like there's something wrong. Right. And sure enough, I mean, you know, we bring Colby in and, and, and he's like, yeah. Oh, well this guy, you know, this guy has, you know, his hip rotate, you know, he was very limited. And, back hurt. and right. they're like, okay, cool. Work on that thing. And yeah. And then they get that hip mobility back. The double peak goes away. And then, and I, and their back starts feeling better, and yeah, all those things are because we have seen a lot of patterns on the force plates that we think could relate to injuries as well. So, um, yeah, these are all things, and I, that's what I love about the dew sweepers, right? We got we got Greg there. If we think it's it's not our deal, it's the, it's the head deal. Yeah, well, <laughs> right? They all need they need all need Greg. Jeez. Hell, the worst part is Greg Greg makes a living just off of the teachers <laughs> helping us. Right. After the round, going for a beer. And yeah, no, I agree. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah. And then, you know, I remember that one camp where all of us were kind of stumped. I mm-hmm. forget who it was. William won, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Wasn't yeah. it? He's yeah. now. And then Jackson's like, hang on one second. He ran, went up and like fixed his grip and then all this stuff just snapped into place. And we're like, wow, that's uh, another about the deuce weavers. It's just a team effort. Right. Everybody's just there trying to get people better and uh, and have a blast doing it. Real quick. Last one before I go. Do I need to get the dual plates? I love them. I feel handicapped without them now. Um, so yeah, they're, um, and I'm, we're getting to it like uh, over Christmas, I'm going to start filming some education on them because there really isn't any, any education out there of why do you, why you need the dual plates or what to use them for. Um, so yeah, they're, uh, the, I, I do like, cause I, I forget where I was recently where they only had the single plates and I kind of, I was like, Oh, I wish I could look at, mm-hmm. you know, X number that, that, uh, that I now have on the duels. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like it would be like using a flight scope, you know, Mevo or whatever. Like you only have club head speed and whatever face angle. Like you don't have path. You don't have swing direction. You don't have low point. Like, um, yeah, yeah. I feel a little handicapped without them. So, um, and we rarely sell a single plate anymore. I I was talking to our guys in Norway and, uh, the dual plates are outselling the single plates by a large margin now. So that's amazing. um, For the cost difference. Um, yeah, it's, and I don't think it'll ever get better. Like you can't, there's, there's nothing else we can do, right? The dual plates is, right. is as good as we can do on the ground side. Now it becomes integrating the motion with the ground stuff um, to create like a little mini biomechanics lab, which I think, um, you know, if you had the motion of the, like a 3D avatar of the person, so you could see the sway of the pelvis and the lift of the thorax and the rotation of all that kind of, all those numbers you get off, of, you know, off a, off a gear system or off a K vest or whatever, along with the forces in the ground, um, and we're close. Um, and I think that's going to be when we really start to learn some stuff and really start to learn how to help people. And, and my goal is to take that, all that information and make it as simple as possible. So, you know, we can put it in mobile there and have, uh, have all your guys using it and, uh, and making people better because it, it is such valuable information. Awesome. Scott, thanks for, uh, taking some time on your Sunday afternoon, watching the NFL. <laughs> And look, Hey, I look forward to really looking forward to us having some time together in January, not only helping some folks, but bouncing some stuff off of you and, uh, yeah, um, perfect. We'll, we'll have a good time. I appreciate you sitting in. My, and Luke, uh, Luke's starting to crawl and stand up, so oh, I'm sure God. he'll be at a dew sweeper camp in no time. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> going to save him a spot. I'll fix his, <laughs> I'll fix his pivot. I'll let you handle the verticals. <laughs> perfect. Let's do it. Yeah. Right. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Take care, man. Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero, and you've been listening to the Dew Sweepers Golf Show here on WNSP, produced by my good buddy Clint Crouch, who does such a great job week in, week out. And once again, this has been 
from the Tour Coach Podcast, the conversations that I have with people from around the world of golf in my travels from Mobile, Alabama, down to Palm Beach, to wherever the PGA or LPGA or Live Tours take me. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this conversation. There's more of these wherever you find your podcast. Type in Tour Coach, or if you like videos, go onto YouTube, check out the Dew Sweeper YouTube page, or you can always type in Pro Work by Bushnell for my, we've got several episodes out there. We'll be back next week with more help for your golf game.